The presenting sponsor of Moon Tower Soccer is FVF Law. To find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm, you can visit fef.law. Welcome to Swoon Tower Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Crignola. And I'm Mike Crignola. Woo! We did it! It only took us so many tries. <laughs> to get the intro right or to get married? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to both. Uh, now, I do want to briefly apologize for the quality of my sound today. I'm stuck in the COVID prison planet. So uh, we are doing this a little different this week, but we're hoping to bring you the same fun content, including some recaps from our recent away matches, as well as home versus Frisco the night before our wedding. Uh, We're going to talk about some match scots. We're going to talk about some pre-match fit checks, some social media standouts. And as always, we will name the man of my jersey for this Swoon Tower session. Oh yeah, you didn't even put the man of your jersey on the on the the show notes, so I don't even know who it's going to be. I'm so excited to find out. Uh, it is going to be a surprise to everyone, Mike. Great, I can't wait to see. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we should probably address uh, the elephant in the room, which is that there is not going to be a dog interview this week. I know. Uh, so the mascot of the match at Frisco, uh, remember way back to the 25th of <laughs> June, was Marla. And Marla was so cute, and I was so excited to get to interview her because for the match, I took my groomsmen to the match together as kind of a celebration and a thank you to them uh, for being involved in my wedding i was so excited and i was so excited to interview a dog with some of my best friends in the whole world <laughs> and so i texted Susie, our contact at apa who is incredible um and she let me know that marla would not be taking questions steph oh no she a nervous she a nervous pup no uh the best news as they were walking Marla around the stadium, she got adopters. Stop. Yeah. So At the match. Yeah. So uh, when she was walking around, apparently a family met Marla and filled out the paperwork to adopt her, like while they were there. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Congratulations, Marla. Yeah. Congratulations to Marla. Uh, I'm sorry to all of us, you know, cause like my first thought obviously was my content, my listeners. What about them? What about me? But I did get a little bit of a, like, uh, an update, I guess you could say a pup date from, uh, from Susie who let us know that Marla did get to meet, um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Bentley from Moon Tower Soccer Podcast. And Jeremiah Bentley? Very same one. The one from the commercial stuff. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Also Jeremiah's son. 
Marla got pets from uh, from Lee, one of the supporters who has a a solid pre-match tradition of petting the dog. And when he pets the mascot of the match, Austin FC scores a goal. So Susie okay. was very excited that Marla got to meet Lee. Marla also got to meet Pollo and Pollo's parents, Trevor and oh. Rachel. And so pretty much the perfect day out for Marla. She got to meet almost all of the Austin FC fan celebrities that we've got, except for you <laughs> and me. And she'll be adopted by a couple at the match. That's uh, so. amazing. I so love that. Cool. Uh, sorry to the listeners not getting to meet Marla, but we didn't want to break your hearts by interviewing this incredible dog and you not being able to adopt her. Uh, good news is you can go back in the archives, listen to some of the other mascots of the match from this season who are still available. And so, and if you follow Brad Stuver on any social media, you'll know that he and his wife are fostering a little pup named Limeade right Limeade. now. I would oh die goodness. for you, Limeade. <laughs> so if you are in the market for adopting uh, your best new friend, check out uh, Brad's socials. Uh, you'll find all of the adoption information there. And of course, just look at Austin Pets Alive. They've got dogs. They've got cats. They've got so many sweet, sweet babies that if you want to enrich your life, you can. I haven't heard an update on Vinny D yet, so he may also still be available. Check out the website for the latest updates on Vin Diesel. And uh, Brad, Ashley, if y'all are listening, we would love to interview Limeade for the show. So yes, uh, feel free to get back to us wherever you like, however is easiest. <laughs> yeah so that uh i missed i missed a lot during that frisco match i was watching from hop squad and i want to say the best part about watching from hop squad is that so i'm a person this is something that makes my a little bananas but i love spoilers Ugh. i have i'm an anxious person and <laughs> i love when i have a little heads up of what's coming. Uh, that's in TV shows. I love, I love promos for movies. I love getting to have a glimpse of what the vibe is going to be like before I experience something. I want to know what characters are going to die so that I can mentally prepare myself. I watched the, the 300 once and at the beginning of the movie, I looked at the person I was watching with and I said, how many of these people survive this movie? And he said, none. And I said, turn it off because I knew I was going to get emotionally connected to all 300 of them. And <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't handle that um, uh, stress. So the best part, I promise this is a point. The best part about watching at hop squad is that you can hear the stadium erupt when we score a goal before the streams are updated. So you're on <laughs> a, a two minute delay or whatever. And especially when we're coming back, from behind, it was amazing to have that little like uh, reassurance that things were going to be okay because we had just scored a goal. And now I know to focus my attention and make sure I catch it. So I really, really love that. I also just love Hop Squad in general. It was so cool. We had probably 30 or 40 people there and getting to sit and watch and experience that with a bunch of our friends and family who are in town for the wedding was really very cool and very sweet. And thank you, Hop Squad, for having the space and place to do that. Yeah. What is it like 
at a home match at Hop Squad. Can you hear like La Morga? Can you hear like what? What's it we like? Hear, we could hear tiny bits of La Morga at points, but not really. Honestly, I expected the crowd noise to be a lot louder. But I think for the benefit of local residents, it's probably good that it <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear everything that's happening in real time. But I mean, it's pretty far. Like so, yeah. yeah. It's uh. it's it's great when we score. Um, the, for the rest of it, it kind of was like a little dull, like a dull roar. Um, sure. That all blended together. Okay. Cool. 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 Because uh, yeah, I've always wondered. Great. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, and and just because I think. I had only been to Hop Squad for away matches and for pre-match with Omerga. And it's so busy and it's so crowded before. And then everyone filters out. And I think people coming to watch a match might get intimidated by how busy it is before the parade over. And then it kind of clears out. But there are some really great fans there. A couple of my friends from Massachusetts talked to uh, Ulysses. If you're listening, they love you. <laughs> they talked to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> an Austin FC fan named Ulysses for two and a half hours. And awesome. it just was a, it was incredible. It's a great place to obviously be around people to watch the match. If you want to, to take in the misting fans, if you are a little warm, <laughs> maybe not from Austin and have some good drinks and good times. I was lucky enough to take Five people who have never been to a professional uh, soccer match before into the stadium with me. None of them had been? None of them had Any? been. Oh, I guess uh, my nephew had been to the U.S. women's team opening Q2 Stadium with us. But other than that, and and I think the U.S. matches are just a very different vibe than an Austin oh, yeah. FC match. And to the point that halfway through the match... <laughs> My nephew, who is more of an esports guy than a real sports guy, looked at me and said, I need to know all the words to all the songs immediately. <laughs> I'm missing out on the music part of this, and I hate it because I love <laughs> this so much. And That's so, awesome. yeah, like watching people who are very much not sports people get really invested in the game was really fun at about two nil down. Like as soon as that second goal kit went in, my nephew looked at me and goes, why did you take us to this one? <laughs> why couldn't why... you, have, why couldn't you have gotten married the day after a win? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, just give it time, man. There's time left. There's time left. We could do it. And so then the first goal goes in and I looked at him and I said, see, I told you it's on now. And then the second goal went in and I was like, let's go. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we got so close a few times to scoring that third goal. By the end of it, he was like, I can't believe we almost did it. And he used we. <laughs> and that's yeah. how I knew I had him, you know? Yeah. I love that. It seemed like everyone had a great time. I don't know how, how you can not. But right. it was really nice to to get to see y'all living your best bachelor lives. <laughs> <laughs> a special shout out, by the way, to Stephanie, who bought me a night before my wedding beer, only to find out I don't drink. Uh, my <laughs> groomsmen, however, do drink and we're very appreciative of free alcohol. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A million times. Thank you. Uh, it was so very sweet and so appreciated. Yeah, that um, was super sweet. I did have one really 
big frustration with this match, though, Steph. Oh, okay. Brandon Cervenia from Frisco scoring a goal at Q2 and doing Maxi's Archer celebration. Look, I get no. it. Yeah, it was. Oh, I get it. Like Maxi A has played everywhere. B, the Archer celebration <laughs> isn't unique to him, right? Uh, C, Brandon has said that he does that celebration because of Maxi. And so, like, I I get that there's a lot to it, but like, doing it at the guy's like current <laughs> in current his house? team's home stadium, right in his house, and like, I get that Maxie's lived all over now, Maxie? right? In That's his home, like, and I probably, honestly, I probably wouldn't care if it wasn't Frisco that did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah. the rivalry, Copa Tejas, the whole thing, like. I was heated in the moment. I was yelling about it in the stands. All of my uh, groomsmen were like, no, that's my favorite move that has ever happened. What a what a wrestling heel. They were like gonna, so in on it. Yeah. I was going to say so many of them are wrestling fans, but it makes perfect sense that they would love that. Right, exactly. Uh, I almost body slammed all of them for not respecting <laughs> my anger. But, you know, uh some of them are big boys. Would have, <laughs> I would have needed the crowd to pump me up to be able to do it. That's yep. all I'm saying. No better place for that, though. But man, what a what a fun match! It was it was a really good time. And afterward, going back to Hop Squad to celebrate, even without you being there because you bailed early, uh, was still really nice. I was sleepy. <laughs> I had something to do the next day. I had an important day coming up and I wanted to get some rest. <laughs> yeah. So um, the day after Frisco, we got married. I figure we should probably like just give a couple of seconds of airtime to that. Right. A little swoon tower wedding recap. Yeah. It was awesome. It was the best party I've ever been to. And it I don't know. I just really loved it. And we're getting photos and stuff and they're so amazing. And I showed one of our, uh, one of our friends today, uh, Chris, who, you know, in the stands as the guy with the, the green guy Fox mask, uh, and the gold speedo. I showed him the pictures today and he almost cried. And so that's oh. how I knew there were pretty good pictures of a pretty good party. <laughs> it was a great party. We even, uh, found a way to squeeze in some Austin FC uh, fan moments. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. We got to sing "I Love You, Baby." Da 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 da. We got and to then do in the limo play going, <laughs> The limo going back to the hotel because we put Pippas on our 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 playlist, our Spotify playlist that we gave to the DJ, and we almost didn't. But I have one friend, and I was like, "Hey." If I said Pippas, do you know what song I'm talking about? And he was like, yes, absolutely. Yes. So that was enough for us to, to put it on our list because one other person <laughs> knew it. Didn't play it. So when we had control of Spotify in the limo going back, we did play Pippas. It was incredible. So we've got a couple of videos up on Twitter. It was a Twitter. good time. <laughs> Everyone else didn't understand how we knew all the words. And then we told them that we weren't singing the words to Pepas. And we tried to teach them they weren't of a sound mind to learn. We yeah, will my say. dad got super into Bella Chow in the limo back, though. That's his favorite Austin <laughs> FC chant. So, yep. you know, yep. we made it work. We made it work. Uh, after 
I guess now go back to soccer, right? Probably is the right move here. Probably. And we we can do a real quick recap of the the away matches, Charlotte and Colorado this week, and then we can start kind of talking about some outfits and stuff like that. Yeah, the real meat of our show. That's right. The quality that everyone comes for. So with so, Charlotte, my favorite part was getting our box to box with Teen Wolf right before. <laughs> I love the box to box because it's so Me awkward. Me too. Yes. It's just, it's so wholesome and awkward. You only have yes. a finite amount of time that depends on how fast you're walking. So it's like rapid fire questions without the uh, aggression that sometimes rapid fire questions get. It's a just good chance to kind of do a little walk and talk and get, you know, the real journalism. I feel like our Swoon Tower style of question is starting to catch on because the best one of the night is when he asked if Teen Wolf had seen Teen Wolf. Yeah. So the question started with, how do you feel about your nickname? Yeah. And Teen Wolf said, well, now that I've seen the movie, I really like it. (laughs) I like the part where he turns into a wolf. <laughs> it's just so sweet. It's like sometimes you forget these boys are 17 years old, right? Like, uh, well, in Teen Wolf's case, 17-year-old boy, right? Like, yep. And that answer is just so 17-year-old kid, like on the spot, like, ah, I have to prove that I watched this movie, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a book report, right? Like, that's exactly what I was going to say. Any one of my students who has maybe spark notes the book and they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I like when, you know, I like when Hamlet says to be or not to be. Yeah, yeah. Like my the, favorite the, part the... of holes is when he's digging the hole. Yeah, you know? like... yeah. <laughs> yep. Incredible. Yeah, I really liked that. That whole part was just so good also the rest of that interview he's so the coach's son yes always he has a he says a lot of words that uh don't give a lot away you know uh very joshua style of like you know head down gotta compete uh ruthless (laughs) verticality you know like the buzzwords uh he hits them all in the interview it's awesome amazing really i just love that segment so much yeah in the actual i think that's probably I was just going to say, that's probably my favorite part of the away match experience is getting to watch box to box because we miss it for all the home matches. Uh, You know what my favorite part of the away match experience is? We'll get there. It's when we win. (laughs) I actually don't. Oh, sure. It's when we win and we get our photo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So moving into the actual match, what... There is one moment that was so wholesome and sad and beautiful and just kind of really shows what an incredibly close relationship these boys have with each other. And that's when Romagna came off the field. It was sad. He clearly was upset. He clearly was. Yep. He was not feeling well. Um, You know, he had gotten what hit in the head. Yeah. Uh, he jumped up for a ball and smacked heads with a, with a Charlotte player. And you could tell, like, I guess uh, apparently he like passed all the concussion protocols and stuff like that, but like something was off and yeah. he needed to come off the, he needed to come off the field in the second half. And when Ruben Gabrielson and Brad Stuver went over to him and hugged him, 
And like, it was clear that they were just, they're just being there for him in a really pure and, and emotional way. It, it broke my heart and filled my heart at the same time. Yeah, seeing Johan's face just gutted me. He was so, he's so emotive mm-hmm. and we're so used to seeing him smile and be happy and joyous and seeing this other half of like the heartbreak that clearly he's been working really hard to get back into the team and he gets a shot and something happens and he can't keep playing and just seeing what it meant to him to have to come off and seeing the support from his teammates was just so pure and wonderful. Yeah. Another pure, wonderful moment that's happier. Danny Pereira. Yeah. Shortly after that too. Yeah. So this was my highlight of the match was watching Danny just rocket the snot out of the ball in front of all his friends and like his family. They all made the trip down to Charlotte to see him. You know, those East Coast matches are a lot closer to get to than Texas. And so they they traveled out in force. Like, there's a whole contingent of them. And so as soon as he scored that goal, you saw his whole face light up in, like, the biggest, happiest smile as he, like, is half celebrating and half doesn't know what his celebration <laughs> should be. And so he does just, like, this jumping, like, happy thing. It was just so cute and so fun. And then the post-match video that they put out showed him like running over to his family at, at full time and like celebrating with them and signing shirts for friends and stuff. Like it was just so cute and so sweet. Yeah. And hey, listen, I think that as a as a podcast, we have a, a, a service we could maybe start to offer. And for these young players who oh. maybe haven't settled on their goal ceremony yet their celebration what they do they're not an established archer they don't really have the snake thing going yet they they're trying to find their identity in goal celebration maybe we could offer consulting like spoon tower consultant sounds really good and we can workshop yeah 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 we can get to the the practice different sellies yes yeah we can you know test out some things we can really you and i can work to develop new concept for what a goal celebration should and can look like i think sure yeah 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 this is a good this is a good train of thought i think uh we should probably uh if you're listening feel free to hit us up on the internet and we will describe some celebrations for you maybe we can meet up and show you some ideas that we've got we've got a lot of good ideas all the time and this is just the latest in those good ideas yeah uh moon tower soccer on twitter yeah 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 make sure to hit up landon and jeremiah and tell them you (laughs) want to talk to steph and mike uh they love that we have a golden ticket to their twitter now so uh mom and dad gave us the keys to the car and we're ready to drive it (laughs) i'm nervous to drive it i'm not i haven't posted anything yet because i'm scared I haven't because I'm trapped in the COVID prison planet. (laughs) (laughs) I am hopeful. You know, we got off track because uh, we started talking about Twitter. But 
I want to get back to celebrations because I think it's the perfect blend into the Colorado match. Mm -hmm. I'm going to skip over a lot of the match to talk about the second half goal celebration for Maxi, uh, where after, so he does that amazing goal where it gets called back for a handball. Uh, after he's done the Archer celebration, his iconic celebration, and they like zoom in super close on the screen and it looks so cool and it's so good. And then they call it back. And so his second celebration is drawing the VAR symbol, like, and like clearly yelling about like, yeah, check that one. Ah, you know, like it was so good. So incredible. Such a, a troll move. And also just spur of the moment at, oh God, it was amazing. Yeah, incredible goal. Uh, this one we had to watch in the backyard because of COVID Prison Planet. So I bought a projector for us and we like projected the, the, the game onto a sheet in the backyard and it was super fun. It was really uh, fun. I'm not going to lie. I had a really good time. Yeah. Even though you were far away and I couldn't high five you when we scored all those goals. <laughs> it was really nice and it was great to get to watch it on a bigger screen than uh, my phone. <laughs> and I, I love getting to watch those goals on a bigger screen than my phone, let me tell you, because they were bangers. Yeah, and they came at the perfect times, I feel like. You know, the first two coming just before, the second one coming like right at the end of the half. Yeah. So good for the vibes. So good for the vibes. Yeah, you were talking you a little imagine? bit about the locker room. Yeah, could you imagine going into the locker room as the other team, right, who just gave up a game-tying goal the second before the half? Like, oof. Yeah. They must have felt real bad. Sorry, Colorado. <laughs> they, they must have, but either way, I think it was great vibes for us, especially those vibes going into the recording for our video, our, our personal video our that video. we get. Yeah, the video for video. Uh, all of us, the fans. Yes, our picture, our video. Uh, we had some great <laughs> video and picture moments this Swoon Tower cycle. Uh, do you want to start yeah. with your favorites of those, or do you want to let me? You you take yours. Okay. First of all, Hector Jimenez's baby in one of the locker room <laughs> photos is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my whole like whole life his kid's so cute so cute just the biggest eyes like yeah. so cute and i imagine we've seen the video footage of kind of the transition into that picture so how overwhelming for a toddler that <laughs> environment must be and i think you can see in his face in like some of the alternate we got two photos from from charlotte um, you can see his face kind of like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those big eyes get even bigger somehow. Yeah. I will say, though, that kid is like a star this week or the mm -hmm. past two weeks because after the Frisco match, he's out on the field dancing. It was the cutest thing. We were singing, I love you, baby, in the stands. Uh, and like this kid loving every second of it <laughs> clapping and dancing he's the only one right uh the the rest of the players are still making their way around the pitch or they're like uh you know talking to the dallas players or whatever mateo uh hector's baby was just in there looking <laughs> at the supporters dancing and clapping it's so <laughs> precious it's so amazing 
I think the kids com- coming out with their dads is like the most heartwarming thing. <sighs> yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> let's let's move on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot. After the the Frisco match, they had a unified team, which is the Austin FC Special Olympics team, play a match at Q two, and a bunch of the players stayed. And join the supporters section I to cheer that. on the kids. So like so sweet. cute, so sweet, so precious. Just uh, what good guys we've got. Yeah, we're very lucky. It was very, just very so lucky. neat to see. Uh, like Alex Ring was in there, Ruben Gabrielson, uh, Danny was in there. Like I think Jean was in there too. I think I saw a picture of Jean Kolmanich in the crowd. Like. Brad Stuver was giving the goalkeeper like oh. tips and advice and like cheering him on on the side. Right. Like just, Oh, All Diego right, was like everybody, everybody. Right. Mike, we've talked a lot about our boys hearts so far this episode. Let's, let's get back to talking about their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> like I think my heart's going to burst. So let's, let's right. take it back a notch. Got? From the we're gonna go to the to some fit checks. (laughs) Let's go to some fit checks. We're gonna do some fit checks. Keep us moving along. I don't want to get us, you know, too off topic from our our brand. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I feel like our brand encompasses everything, but you know what? If we're anything here, we are Julio stands. Yes, we are. That man does not does not put a foot wrong. When he's getting dressed before a match. Oh, my God. No one can stop him. He's so... No one. Cool. Cool is the best word I have for Julio in his uh, pre-match fits. Like, I feel like Pharrell calls Julio Cascante to be like, hey, what's cool? And Julio's (laughs) like, man, if I have to tell you, you'll never know. You know what I mean? Like, he just... Yeah. Yeah, he's effortless. I really, I did like Maxie's like all picnic table, small checks, <laughs> head to toe fit though. And yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell because, what the pattern was. Yeah. I think it was like a seersucker pla- plaid, not plaid, um, gingham. Is that what it is? I think. I can't tell. I think it's I can't it tell is. from the picture. Uh, I also don't know patterns. And so... Uh, if you're listening and you remember Maxie's outfit from the match in Frisco or from the match in Austin against Frisco, let us know what that pattern is. My textile friends, my fabrics friends (laughs) hit us up on the internet and let us know where we, where we are wrong. I want to say it's a tight gingham, but I definitely could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of jokes I want to make and we are a family (laughs) show. And so I am just going to say, I also appreciate that outfit. <laughs> uh, I did really like the length of his pants. And that is something that I personally thought I wouldn't be able to pull off. It's kind of like, I don't know, probably three, four inches above the shoe top. And mm-hmm. then I looked at where my pants sat for my suit. And it's pretty close. Yeah. It's not quite that high, but it's pretty close. And I looked pretty good on our wedding day. And so you looked uh, maybe amazing. I could pull that off. Hey, thanks. You looked amazing. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Let's talk about haircuts. Speaking of the day of our wedding. Honestly. Us, can, some of us did. 
can we please talk about the haircuts? <laughs> because Diego got a cool thing shaved in his head. Like Maxie's got that lightning bolt going on. Like we got cool stuff going on in haircut land. Yeah. And especially now that we've confirmed that the haircuts happen on the premises, that there is an Austin FC barber of sorts. I think that that barber deserves some credit. So if you're listening, give us a shout and we'll we'll do a little feature. Great job. Yeah, you're doing a great job. That would job. be so fun. Honestly, that would be awesome. If you're the barber for Austin FC, uh, let's get you on the show and talk about what your inspiration is for some of these haircuts. Because they're awesome. They all look so good. And we're so lucky. The, yeah, we are. Like, I do think it all started with the like two two shaved lines thing that we saw Danny and Sebo rocking for a little bit. And then things started to kind of escalate from there. Remember Felipe's like cool double V in the back of his head thing. Yeah. And then now we've got lightning bolts and shapes and all sorts of stuff. I'm telling you, I think people are getting, getting geared up for the world cup. Hey, the barber is like the customization goal ceremony, but for hair. <laughs> Finding individual Wait, voices. So... Oh, oh, I was like, so you think themselves? <laughs> you think we need to tell the barber how to do his job? A hard pass. Like I think no, that no, guy no. is doing. <laughs> no, he's doing a great job. I think that he has nailed a a way to create a unique sense of personality for each player in their haircuts. The same way we can create a unique sense of personality for some players. Great. Uh, I really like. <laughs> I like how hooked you are on this idea. Yeah. And that means we're going to have to make it happen. Yep. I'm really running with it. On the, yeah, on the flip side of like individuality, talking about togetherness for a minute, have you noticed an increase in like vertical neck tattoos, like right behind the ears on some of our players? So remember, I think it was during Charlotte or it may have been a couple of weeks ago. I said to you, what is on their necks? because it looked like they all had the same tattoo or the same thing right. on, on their neck. So yes, I have. And so what, like, do you think they're getting them together? Do you think one person had it and they were the, like, the rest of the group was like, yo, that looks kind of cool though. Like, because I noticed that John and- It's the same way half of our team has uh, dangly cross earrings now. I do think <laughs> they are, inspired by each other and by each other i mean seba yeah seba and maxi right like they yeah. they they've got to be the ringleaders of this maxi's tattoos like they seem pretty well established um but like jean and danny have like relatively newer vertical neck tattoos that i hadn't mm -hmm. noticed before maybe maybe they existed before but i just hadn't ever noticed them but i don't know and i know diego has a ton of tattoos I don't know if that one is new, but like maybe it is. What's the thing called when you notice? Know if you're listening. Oh yeah, like when you buy a when you buy a Volkswagen and then you see Volkswagens. Volkswagens everywhere. Is that confirmation bias? Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 So it might be that that we're noticing these tattoos because we've noticed them and now we're seeing them everywhere. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's got legs. I think it's a thing that's taken off. I think so. I think it's yeah. 
I think it's a new thing that has only just happened, and we certainly didn't just now notice an old thing, <laughs> and I am committing to it. Speaking of new things, Ooh, yeah. can we talk now about our new boy? Yeah, let's, let's hear it because for the boy. It's new boy season. And oh we have I don't a know new boy. Like that. It's too late. Uh, that's what we're calling. That's what we're calling the transfer window this year, anyway. Uh, we will talk about it off the air, but for now, new boy season. That's what it's officially dubbed on Swoon Tower here. We have a new boy. His name is Washington Corroso, and he's so cute. Yeah, he like, really has a joy about him in the photos that we've looked at. Yes. Uh, also, I got to go to a media availability. Uh, baby's first media availability. Swoon Tower's legitimizing moment. Yeah. And he is so charming. In the like the interview space, you could tell that like this is a kid who he's young. He's twenty three years old. But he holds himself in a very media-trained kind of way, which was super cool to see. Then as he started to get more comfortable by the end of the hour that I was there, like he started cracking jokes, he started smiling, he started being a little bit looser. You could tell he was starting to have fun. And that, that was really exciting. It was really exciting to see and really cool. And so we got a couple of Swoon Tower scoops. Ooh. from our new boy uh one of them is that he does not have any pets and okay. uh it sounds to me and this is entirely inference and entirely speculative and if it's not true i'm sorry but it sounds to me like he might be afraid of pets and not like a i don't have pets because i don't like animals because i'm weird but like <laughs> uh i have a you know uh a fear or whatever uh because other like the rest of the, the the interview process and everything he was so nice and so kind and like didn't strike me as a as a person who would be like no animals are disgusting you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so maybe i feel like if folks don't grow up with pets there's definitely a barrier to you know having that sort of becoming... 24/7 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Becoming a pet person. Right. So I think uh, we can, you know, tentatively forgive him for not having any pets. Yes, I think so too. Um, I don't know how forgiven he'll be for not liking Mate. Uh, we found that out in the interview process as well. Uh, Eric Goodman asked him his thoughts on Mate and he was very adamantly... Uh, against it oh uh, for me no i don't i whoa, no <laughs> so uh i did hear moon towers episode about their their like bonus special episode about washington today where mm -hmm. one of the questions was who do you think washington's best friend will be and so knowing that he's not a big pets guy and that he doesn't like mate I am going to rule out Diego, yes, Maxi, yeah, and Seba off the yes. bat for his yeah. best friends. Just I'm, you know, uh, I'm going Danny vibes. 
honestly, I was thinking 23-year-old kid, speaks Spanish, like very fun. I think Danny is like up there, right? Yeah. The other person that I had as like my dark horse pick was Johan Valencia. Oh. Because Johan seems like a he seems like a family guy, right? And one of the things that we know about Washington is that his little girl, his baby, is like his whole world. Uh, he has he has like four saved stories on Instagram. <laughs> Two of them are goal celebrations, <laughs> and one of them is his little girl. And so, like, that's my, those are my two picks are Danny and Johan, uh, depending okay. on, because Johan's, you know, a first year in the, in the country guy as well. And so I think there's going to be a little bit of like, hey, we're both new here. Like, can we buddy up and like figure this out together kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. I hope, I hope that and for so, them. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I, I think he he does seem a little bit more outgoing. And so you might be right that it's Danny. It might be Danny. Uh, I'm talking myself into Danny. <laughs> We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, I, do, I do think that Danny will be a really good pick for him because one of the things that I asked him uh, was, you know, hey, do you have any, like, do you speak any English yet? Right. We're, we're talking in Spanish. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do an interview in Spanish, even though I haven't like regularly spoken Spanish in years. Right. But you could see as he was going down this line of reporters that the questions that were asked in Spanish, he was a lot more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to like find that for him to like make him more comfortable with some of the, some of the like process of the day. Cause I feel like this must be kind of, crazy yeah. right for anyone and so i was asking him in spanish like tienes algunos frases in inglés you know like do you have any like any english right now or like what's your you know kind of what's your level of comfort with english and he was like yeah i can say good and very good <laughs> so like it was really funny he was super funny about it he was really like i very little english you know and then uh, he said, but I think that living here will give me a lot better chance to learn English because I'll be surrounded by it all the time. And so he was really looking forward to that, which I think is a really cool thing to like see from players as they kind of are coming here for the first time. Yeah. And I think I Austin hope... is such a good spot, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to have him here. And I think that I think we're going to see some good fun things. Also, Y'all peep his Instagram for real. I'm pretty sure he posted a picture of the first time he saw snow and it's like the cutest thing in the whole world because they played <laughs> in Seattle for CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, and so there are pictures of him in the snow and you can tell he's just like living his best life in it. Uh, I Googled before the show started to make sure that that wasn't like a crazy thing because Ecuador has the Andes in it, right? But also <laughs> it's on the equator and so i wasn't sure like do they get snow uh and the answer is no uh except for at the like twenty thousand plus foot elevations in the andes or whatever so like the sure. most most people see it is like from afar you know yeah so i mean i was like, snow. Uh, i get it <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's our exciting that's our most exciting news and that kind of overshadowed a lot of the social media that we have for this cycle but we do have two main points that we want to talk about 
Uh, Mike, do you want to take the first one and I'll take the second? Yeah. Brad Stuver was nominated for like a huge award. And this is mm -hmm. so cool and so deserved. He was nominated for the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award. Uh, I can't think of a more deserving guy, in, at least on our team, if not in MLS, at least from well, like a visibility stand, standpoint. Ever, right? Is that true? I, I think that I read somewhere that he's the first MLS player to be nominated for this. That's so awesome. Uh, yeah. If he is, he like, if that's true, which I have no reason to doubt, uh, that's incredible. And it's so well-deserved and congratulations on the nomination. I've got my fingers crossed that he wins it because uh, he's the best. So yeah, that's and yeah. That's big, good, important news. A, yeah, exactly. Like it's so much bigger than the sport. And it's one of the things that for me, like really makes me like behind Brad every time he takes the field, right? Those types of things and that type of behavior is something that I want to see our club lead in forever. And so having a player on our team that does that is just so cool. And then there's our what other piece the, of uh, news. The other one? Which is... <laughs> Our other piece of social media news is Danny made a new TikTok. It's still <laughs> up. Uh <laughs> Maybe we should have done this the other way around. Uh, no, I stand by it. Danny made a new TikTok video <laughs> and you should follow him on TikTok. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the content of it, but it is still up there. So you can go check that out for yourself. Uh, the final piece of social media related that I want anything that I want to cover is we had a question into the Moon Tower account uh, about the smile on our new signing. Ah, uh, yes. Washington. And it's such a good smile. I am convinced that this is part of the recruiting, like <laughs> that they, that they like, they have okay so his speed attributes are this and his finishing is here and his physicality is here and his face is here you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah it's, it's got to be part of the package at this point like yeah but what's his hair game like you know like we just have so many attractive players on our team there's no way at this point that it's a coincidence i feel like it has to be part of the plan Claudio's big plan is to like, well, I mean, our look at our coach. Like, we can't have, you know, a bunch of uggos running around the field. Like, what are we, Houston? You know oh, what I no. mean? Like, they just. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Houston. I, 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 I won't go that far, but I am proud of how handsome our team is. Yeah, that's a low blow in Houston. Houston catching strays out here. Oh, but no. Like... <laughs> You can't help it. <laughs> also, there are definitely some cute boys on Houston, but uh, not nearly what we've got here in Austin. We are we are blessed with an embarrassment of riches. Yes, we are. Uh, and that, that leads me to our final segment, the man of my jersey. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. The man of my jersey for the Swoon Tower cycle is Washington Corozo. He's the best player in the world. We're the best team in the world. 
He is going to win the World Cup, and no one can convince me otherwise. I don't want to hear anything from any trolls on the internet who are like, well, let's see him play before we judge him as a player. Uh, None of that nonsense, please and thank you. No need. No time for those negative vibes. I can't wait for him to win the golden boot. Yep. King of the world. Best player. King of the world. Just name him mayor of Austin already. (laughs) Give him the key to the city. Give him the crown. You want my house, Washington? You got it, bud. Welcome to Austin. Welcome to Austin. He's the man of my jersey this week. And I will appreciate none of your BS coming at me in the comments. (laughs) Y'all, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, again, apologies for the COVID prison planet situation that we have brewing here at the Craniola household, but uh, we do appreciate you bearing through it with us. As always, uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends, tell your family, tell your moms. I feel like this is a podcast for moms, moms, dads, anybody who wants to appreciate the boys like we do. Thank you all so much for listening. (laughs) We'll see you all next time.